Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A.org. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. This is Dave Debo. We're talking with Erie County Comptroller Stefan Mahilu. We are talking about tax reform at the federal level. Earlier this week, the House of Representatives approved their version of it. The Senate Finance Committee is working on theirs. They've signed off on it. It goes to the full Senate, maybe we've even with a vote later this week. And this past week, Stefan was one of several from around here who went down to the White House for meetings with Vice President Mike Pence, Pence rather to talk about tax reform. That sounds like a fun event. Tell me more. It was. I mean, all through Congressman Chris Collins, again, there is a huge influence of Erie County politics in the White House, literally and figuratively. And so as soon as Congressman Chris Collins heard that the White House wanted to brief uh, state and local leaders from across the country on the tax bill, on the budget, numerous issues pertaining to uh, the budget and taxes, Congressman Collins made sure there was an Erie County contingent in the White House meeting with the vice president and cabinet members. And that included legislator Joe Larigo. Our majority leader, yes. Our majority leader, Joseph Larigo, and yours truly. I mean, we were literally in the front row of the briefing with the vice president and numerous cabinet members. And I I do think it speaks volumes uh, about Congressman Collins, his influence in the White House and making sure that Erie County has uh, an influential seat at the table. What happened? What was said? Tell me what went on. Uh, basically, uh, members of the cabinet, the vice president, briefed local leaders on the impact of the tax bill. Um, we have to keep in mind this is incredibly early in the process. This is just past the House. It's going to go to the Senate. There's going to be a different version in the Senate. And then it's going to go to conference where basically they're going to hammer out all of the differences yet again before there's a final product. At the end of the day, uh, the most important thing that we took out of that meeting with the vice president in the White House is that at every single level of government, taxpayers are getting hammered, especially in New York State. So taxpayers are overburdened here in Erie County. We pay some of the highest taxes in the nation, whether it's the combination of school, local, county, state, and federal taxes. And people need relief, especially in our neck of the woods, Dave. Look at so many families, and there's a lot of parents and grandparents listening right now that have to get on a plane or drive very, very far to see their children and their grandchildren. And one of the determining factors in that are taxes. The fact that taxes are just too high in Erie County in New York State, so there is a fight to make sure there's relief at the local level. But if they are too high in New York State, and right now we get to deduct the state and local taxes, then there is some of that relief. If the new federal proposal takes that away, that relief is taken away. But you look at doubling the standard deduction, though, whether it's for an individual from roughly $6,000 or $12,000 and for a family going from $12,700 to $24,000, if you're going to take that doubling of the standard deduction, then you're not itemizing anyway. You know, you look at all the different relief for taxpayers. I mean, there's an increase in the child tax credit. You know, my wife is a social worker and, you know, child care is a huge issue for working families here. Not only that, uh, but you're actually looking at new 
tax credits when it comes to children in daycare. So that's a huge plus for taxpayers. Nine out of ten taxpayers are going to be able to fill out their taxes on a simple postcard. That's huge. So you think the numbers balance out and the loss of the state and local isn't that large? In the end, it could. We just don't know at this point in time because it's way too early in the process. I mean, again, when you look at the doubling of that standard deduction from $12,700 to $24,000, that is huge. I mean, there, if you go down the list, Dave, and look at facts, you know, the fact is that a family of four earning $59,000, they could save $1,200 on their taxes. That single mom earning $30,000, she's going to get a basically a, a, a credit of $700. A firefighter making $48,000, single man or woman, they're going to get a cut of about $1,300. So I think pertaining to that deduction, the SALT deduction you talked about before, there could be balances that offset that loss. And, and the Buffalo News actually did a great analysis, Jerry Zaremski, uh, the fact that there's a, a small amount of taxpayers actually utilizing that deduction here in Erie County. All right, but let's get some numbers. Uh, County Executive Mark Polenkars held a news conference about a month ago where he had this to say. As a recent report that was produced by PricewaterhouseCoopers noted for the National Association of Realtors, if this tax deduction went into effect, or this elimination of the tax deduction went into effect, the average uh, taxpayer between the $50,000 and $200,000 per year adjusted gross income tax bracket, which is most middle-class families, even if the standard deduction was doubled, would have their income taxes increased by $815 annually. $1.62 billion was deducted in Erie County alone in sales and local taxes in 2015. That's not New York State. That's just Erie County. The average tax deduction from the SALT portion in 2015 was $12,866 in Erie County. Those are huge numbers. That's money that would be taken out of the, the, the wallets and pocketbooks of people all across our region. So he's saying $12,000 more on a tax bill if I lose the deduction. You're saying it's offset I, by 2000 That, to my mind, leaves, and I, I'm no good at math. That's why I got into journalism. Uh, but I that think, leaves a $10,000 gap. I think it's ironic coming from extremist tax and spend liberals like Mark Polonkars, like Governor Cuomo, uh, that are looking at one small portion of the tax bill and then coming out and screaming bloody murder. And I think the reason why they're doing that, Dave, is because with a lot of these federal tax cuts, you're finally going to see and a, a bigger light is going to shine on the fact that people are paying a lot more in state taxes, a lot more in county taxes. That is one piece of the puzzle. I mean, simplifying the tax code, going from seven brackets to five, cutting corporate tax rates uh, down to 20%. When you look at the corporate tax rate, Dave, the United States is abysmal. Out of 188 countries, we are the third highest in the world, only behind the United Arab Emirates and Puerto Rico. So you're saying that, that some of the offset also will be increased economic activity once the corporate tax rate changes. Absolutely. Look at the small business tax cuts that they're receiving. Small businesses. We're talking mom and pop stores, folks that, that own gas stations or smaller businesses when it comes to maybe bakeries. I mean, right now they're getting hammered because a lot of them are paying the individual rate to 
anything they earn, they're getting pounded when it comes to taxes. That's going to be eliminated. I mean, a lot of small businesses, and we're talking incomes of sixty, sixty-two thousand dollars they're going to get a cut of about $3,000. So number one, Dave, you have to look at the big picture of all of the different cuts that are taking place that are going to positively impact businesses and families. But we are so early in the process. It just passed the House. It's going to go to the Senate. There's going to be numerous tinkerings with the bill. And at the final analysis, there's going to be relief for taxpayers across the country. Erie County Comptroller Stefan Mahilo was here earlier this week. He was in the White House talking with Vice President Mike Pence as part of meetings set up by, in part, Congressman Chris Collins to talk about tax reform. Congressman Collins has said that this particular version that passed in the House will benefit 95% of taxpayers. Middle-class people will get the cuts. Do you agree with that number? Uh, right now, it appears that is the way. And again, when you look at the, the Buffalo News article, and they did a very thorough analysis. Uh, it could be as anywhere from 95 to 98% of taxpayers. They may even see... Uh, because obviously less is going to be deducted from their paychecks. They may actually see it if it passes before the end of the year coming on January 1st. Esther Goulias is the host of Ask the Tax Lady here on WBEN. She runs EG Tax. Uh, Saturday afternoon, she's on the air from 3 o'clock onward. Here's what she had to say earlier in the week. Okay, Chris Collins, the congressman, was on with us earlier this week. He said 95% of Erie County taxpayers would see a tax cut. Do you agree with that? Not at all. What number do you think it's closer to? Well, and, and tax cut is relative. You know, I mean, is $50 a tax cut? You know, uh, to me, that's pretty much neutral. Probably, I would think 50% of people are going to see a modest uh, reduction in taxes. And I would think uh, maybe 20% will stay about the same and 30% will pay more taxes. And stay with us just a second here. Here's another comment she had about the actual numbers, the breakdown. Well, the thing is, especially in New York State, because uh, about a third of everybody itemizes, and in New York State with the high uh, property taxes and state income taxes, uh, and the elimination of the personal exemption, I think that's the big thing for for me. I mean, it ends up to be kind of revenue uh, neutral as far as the amount of money that you're really going to save. A family of four with two kids over the age of 17 or older making 75000 They didn't itemize before. They're not going to itemize now. It cost them $236. Um, somebody with no kids and no itemized deductions are going to make out by about $1,000 uh, if they're middle income. And uh, to me, middle income seventy five, eighty five thousand 85000 or under. Uh, but if you're uh, upper income, you're going to definitely make out. This is very good for people in the higher income brackets. So she's putting forth the argument that, yeah, it's good, but it's really good for the rich. Number one, uh, would you look at the 39.6% rate on the rich? That stays the same. It absolutely positively stays the same. Uh, and when you look at special interests, those who are either tax lawyers, accountants, can you imagine the hit they're going to get personally when 9 out of 10 people can actually file their taxes on a postcard? They're no longer going to have to spend, whether it's 75 to $200 having their taxes Account filed. because they can Absolutely, because then you can file your taxes on a postcard. That was the whole point of the White House discussion. We talked about these issues. And yeah, I mean, I joined the chorus of the discussion about the concern about salt and things of that nature and how it could potentially negatively impact uh, those in New York State and higher tax states. We absolutely did. Right now, the salt deduction is eliminated in the House plan. And, and again, and that's why 
there's going to be a version passed in the Senate. Then after that is done, they're going to the conference committee and and, and hash it out. So I think we just need to take a a pause, a deep breath, and then see what happens when the process is completed. Right now, you're able to say that because you feel that tax reform in general as a big, broad goal is a good thing, regardless of the small details that have to... Absolutely, Dave. Again, anyone who's listening right now, I can guarantee with 100% certainty either they or someone they know has to get on a plane or drive in a car to go to North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, to visit their children, because that's where they went for jobs. Uh, The fact is our businesses and families are struggling in Erie County, New York State, because taxes are too damn high. And I think it is a great first step that we're talking about cutting taxes, whether it's the federal level, local level, state level, county level, homeowners are struggling and government should be taxing less, period. Do you think that the loss of this, poss- the possible loss of this deduction, assuming that it uh, gets cor- uh, doesn't get corrected by the Senate, do you think the loss of this deduction will be a hammer against state government and force them to low ta- uh, lower taxes? Why do you think people at the state level are screaming bloody murder? Because it's going to shine a very big light on the fact that there could be federal relief coming down uh, the beltway and that state taxes are incredibly high. I think that's why you're seeing such a pushback at the state level. But again, there is a genuine concern about uh, salt and that elimination. And that's exactly why we had this discussion at the White House. That's exactly why they had said, hey, let's stay tuned. Let's see what happens in the Senate. Let's see what happens in conference and then see what happens at the end of the day. But again, I keep going back to that Buffalo News analysis and they, they were spot on. Uh, and Congressman Chris Collins had said 95 to 98 percent of taxpayers are going to see relief, but it's still too early in the process to determine a final number. All right. I was going to go to the calls, but back on hold just for a second because you talked about pushback. Let's hear what Kathy Hochul had to say earlier this week, Lieutenant Governor of New York State. But because the way this bill is crafted, eliminating the state and local tax deduction for New Yorkers, it is a bigger hit on us than anywhere else in the nation. And what is particularly cruel about this is that New York State taxpayers spend $48 billion more a year to Washington than we receive in services. We're a donor state. And so my position is, and is this the governor's position, if you want to send us a check for $48 billion a year, call it even, and then we can talk about deductions. All right, reaction to that, Please, and we'll take calls. I don't want to hear from New York State complaining about taxes when they shove an unfunded mandate of the Medicaid bill down my throat and down the throat of Erie County taxpayers. Dave, for the last 10 years, we wouldn't even need to charge a property tax in Erie County if we didn't have to spend 200 plus million dollars on the Medicaid bill. As you are very well aware, most states, 50% of the federal government and 50% of the states pay that bill. But New York State shoves it right down our throat. We at the county level do not choose what is paid for, but they stick us with the bill. I don't want to hear a whimper of a whine from anyone at the state level. You know what? Fine. Take our Medicaid portion of the bill, and then I would invest 75% of that money back in a county tax cut, and then 25% of those savings in our in our crumbling infrastructure. Please give me a break. Erie County Comptroller Stefan Mihailo is here. Let's uh, squeeze a couple calls in. Stefan's with us for about another 15 or 20 minutes. After that, we'll hear uh, some taped interviews earlier in the week from Congressman Chris Collins, from Kathy Hochul on this topic. But let's bring in Tony and Clarence. You kick it off for us. Good morning. You're on the air. Yes, uh, President Trump on September 27th said the following, that this new, this was about the House bill. It will be of little benefit to the people of wealth. Quote, 
David K. Johnson unearthed the 2005 Trump tax uh, taxes. That was an alternative minimum tax that he had to pay was $31 million. What they, they took away this AMT tax. He doesn't have to worry about that. The estate tax is gone. $1.15 billion for his, his heirs. He has all of his businesses listed as LLCs. The, the rate for LLCs prior to the House bill was 39.6. It's now reduced to 25%. This is the President of the United States saying he had no advantages from these bills. No offer his family and him. Now, the biggest problem, too, is the bill that they presented in the House. And by the way, Stefan, they did pass, they did present the Senate version and it passed committee. In committee, but not the final yet. Correct. Well, the final bill has to be presented after Thanksgiving because guess what? The Senate's on vacation. All right. It this week. We're late for a break, but we're going to get him a chance to respond to some of that. People, by the way, if you're on hold, David and John, stay with us. We'll pick that up after the newscast to find a quick reaction to Tony. Well, look, I think of the single mom that pays for child care. There is a new family credit for $300 for each parent and non-child dependent, and it increases the child tax credit. I think it's wonderful for the first time in decades we're talking about tax relief in Washington and not tax increases. But what about Tony's contention that President Trump said this isn't going to help him, but there are things like the estate tax there that help him? Well, again, I think 30- there are things like the elimination of the AMT that could help him. Yeah, it, it absolutely could. But again, I keep going back to the, that the rate on high income earners, 39.6%. It's not moving. 39.6% is a massive amount to tax on the rich, and, and that rate is staying the same. And the other side of that argument, too, I have to get this out there. Uh, while, while President Trump might benefit from this, do you feel, I, I ask somewhat rhetorically, do you feel that he's doing it to benefit himself or are the things that are in here, again, he asks rhetorically, for the greater good? I think it's about helping families and small business owners and taxpayers. For decades, we have been taxed incredibly high in Erie County in New York State. I think it's wonderful, Dave. And I'm thinking of the big picture. Uh, I'm not getting into the nitty gritty of the details here. The big picture is we're finally having a discussion about cutting taxes. That is incredibly important for families in Erie County, New York State, and across the country that elected leaders are finally, finally talking about cutting taxes uh, on families in our region. That's a good thing. All right. Stefan Mahailu, Erie County Comptroller. More with him after this. We're late for our breaks. So we're going to uh, we're going to take uh, uh, some commercial messages. Newscast after that. If you're on hold, uh, it'll be a while before we get back to you on hold. But we will get to you. I promise you that. Stay with us. Much more to come. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Now here's WBEN's Dave Debo. And what a week it is to talk politics. This was a week where if you saw, there were a couple names kind of tossing their hat in the ring in the past couple days. One of them, Nicholas Stankovich, says he wants to run against Chris Collins as a Democrat back in 2018. Of course, we just got done with the 2017 elections, and now people are starting to look at that. Coming up later this hour, we'll hear from Stankovich. We'll also touch base because tomorrow's going to be one of those drives in. Yeah, I know it's not politics, but before the program's over, before we hand it off to meet the press at 12 noon, we'll touch base with the National Weather Service, get you up to date on what to expect tomorrow as well. But between now and then, we continue to talk about tax reform. A little bit later in the program, we'll hear from Congressman Chris Collins and Kathy Hochul, interviews they gave earlier this week, and live here, ready to continue and take your calls, Erie County Comptroller Stefan Mahailu, 
Earlier this past week, he was part of a roundtable at the White House with Vice President Mike Pence talking tax reform. If you're just joining us, Stefan, quick 30 seconds. Give us why your thoughts on why you think this tax reform bill is a good thing. I think overall, big picture, it's good to cut taxes, whether it's the federal level, state level, or local level. It's a good first step. A first step to give people much-needed relief. But you do share some of the concerns about the possible loss of state and local deductions? I think there was a chorus of concern with the White House about that, and and they had basically assured uh, yours truly and other local leaders that with other... impacts of this tax bill that not only would it be offset but people would see real relief and you also said during the last segment that if this ends up being the hammer that pushes state governments like ours to cut taxes at the state level so be it and i think that's why you're seeing state leaders screaming bloody murder because it could potentially shine a very very big light on how the state absolutely has hurtful policies pertaining to taxes when it comes to homeowners in erie county across the state how much of that is politics You've got a Democratic governor that a lot of people don't want to see reelected next year. Well, I go back to what they're charging us with Medicaid, unfunded mandates. You want to talk about taxes, Dave. They are shoving the unfunded mandate of Medicaid down the throats of county taxpayers to the tune of 200 plus million dollars. So that is the height of hypocrisy for anyone at the state level to complain about taxes. Dave, for the last 10 years... We would not even have to have a county property tax if we didn't have to pay this gargantuan, unfunded Medicaid mandate that is shoved down the throats of county taxpayers. All right, there's the recap. The table has been reset. 803-0930. The buffet is out there. Your chance to get in line. David and Amherst, thanks for waiting so long. You're on the air. Hi. Hey, uh, good morning, gentlemen. Um, Where do you see gentlemen, David? <laughs> Congratulations, Stefan, on your win. Uh, I'll be honest, I voted for you. Well, thanks, buddy. I, so, so my wife appreciates that, too. She's pregnant, so we have health insurance. That's good. Now, that being said, let me tell you, um, you know, I think something people are missing is that, you know, these deductions are actually tax cuts for us, that when I pay my tax bill at the end of the year and there's a deduction, that's a tax cut for me. There's a deduction, that's a tax cut. There's a deduction. So your your contention is tax cuts are going away, therefore your bill goes up. Exactly. I mean, you've got a bottom line in here. And, and I'll be honest with you, I voted for you because I want you at that table. People voted for Chris Collins, which I didn't, but people want him at that table, and that's fine. But I'll tell you, a, a, a slogan that you're very fond of, I want you to remember, we want you there fighting for us. But oh, yeah. Those deductions are taken away. We're holding you accountable. And Dave, I do want to reiterate, uh, as I mentioned before, I mean, there was a very consistent chorus of local leaders from New York, California, the bigger states that said there is a massive concern about this. Uh, And my job as controller is to basically, you know, as Chris Collins always says, and God we trust all others bring data. Uh, And that's why there was a very strong and consistent chorus of folks Uh, And we were a part of that discussion about that same concern that you have, Dave, about SALT. I mean, that was brought up at this meeting, and they heard very loud and clear from uh, us and local leaders from across the country, and we shared that same concern that you have. So, And that's why, you know, when I mentioned facts and figures about the fact that, you know, the the standard deduction is going to be doubled to $24,000, and that means a lot of taxpayers are not going to itemize, that's just a fact 
of the tax bill that passed the House. And that's why I say there's got to be caution on both sides of the aisle. Uh, Dave Debo, you hit the nail on the head. And Dave, you and Amherst, too. I mean, you're hearing a lot from Republicans. You're hearing a lot from Democrats. But I think it's so early in the process that we just don't know what the final outcome is going to be either way. How worried are you about that process, David? Do you think that this is going to balance out for you? Or are there some legitimate fears beyond the ones you've uh, first voiced here about the, the state and local? Well, I don't, you know, honestly, I'm looking at, you know, I, I'm not a tax guy, and I'm not an accountant, but I know this. Tax preparers from across New York State and across the United States, when they're looking at New York, are saying, wow, this works out pretty good for some states, but New Yorkers are, for lack of a better term, getting bold here. And, and uh, if that goes through, we're holding people in power accountable, just like you guys do. We're, we're doing the same thing. If this it gets stuck to us, we're getting leaders in there who are going to get in there and reverse it back to the way it was. So, you know, do do your job. Do the best job you can. We'll, we'll back you. If you back us, we'll back you. Oh, yeah, Dave, and that's exactly why. And I can't stress enough that the discussion at the White House with the Vice President and numerous members of the Cabinet, uh, those of us from the bigger states were part of that chorus of concern uh, about that uh, SALT issue. Uh, so to speak. And it was brought up, and believe me, they heard us loud and clear on it. Uh, and I think that's why they brought us to the table to say, okay, what are your concerns? It, it really was a, a give-and-take type discussion, not saying this is the law of the land and this is what you need to talk about when you go back home. All right, John in Rochester, thanks for waiting. You're on the air now. Good morning. Hey, Dave. Hey, Stefan. Good morning. It's it, it's ironic that the Hochul and Cuomo and Schumer and Slatter and Higgins are crying bloody murder over this tax bill when they're the ones that put us in this tax hell in New York State. It's unbelievable. But but the, the, I, I have to say... I'm John, a, let me interrupt you just for a second. Regardless of blame, because I hear that's part of your argument, and I'm not going to dismiss that, Regardless of blame, do you see yourself paying more if this this uh, plan from Washington comes down? There, there is a possibility. That's why I'm against the plan as it stands uh, out of the house. And and um, one of the re- one of the things, Stefan, I want to bring up is this. Um, I think the Republicans got too fancy with this. What they should have done was to look at what Reagan did and give a tax cut to all uh, income levels. Uh, with the exception of maybe of the uh, in, earned income tax credits, I would I would make a case to take that away. But but uh, take just simply decrease the tax rates for all income levels because if you look at history, Reagan's tax cuts, even Clinton had a tax cut because of uh, uh, the Republicans, and of course the Bush tax cuts. You look at the tax cuts. What happens afterwards? There's a huge surge in tax revenue because of tax. Uh, uh, economic vitality, but but this bill seems to want to go the route of uh, revenue neutral, which I think is a mistake because they don't need to be revenue neutral because the tax cut will automatically stir economic vitality, increase tax revenues. What are your thoughts? Well, John, I, I can't agree with you more about the idea that, yes, there needs to be tax relief across the board. You know, and it really frustrates me as the Erie County controller. And Dave, I keep going back to this point that New York State, 200 plus million dollars, they shove this unfunded mandate, this Medicaid bill down our throats, and no one seems to care other than those of us that have to pay the bill, the taxpayer. So, John, I agree with you. I think this is a great first step in having a big picture discussion about cutting taxes at every level of government, the county, state, and federal. It's unrelated, but I have to ask because it just sort of came up in, in, the, in the course of your argument there. One of the things that people said would have been a fix 
possibly addressed by a constitutional convention in New York State was unfunded mandates. And it failed miserably. The special interests got involved, and it basically killed the possibility of a constitutional convention. And that's You why wanted I, to see it? You wouldn't have minded it? I wouldn't have minded it. I mean, there were certain pros and cons of it that I was I supported, that I didn't support. Um, but getting back to this Medicaid bill, Dave, yeah. we're all talking about this federal tax cut and what's passing in the House. And again, it's early in the process. But what about this $200-plus million unfunded mandate that is shoved down our throats from New York State? These state leaders, let's start with that. We can actually give Erie County property tax payers for the last 10 years, there could have been a zero-county property tax bill. Zero, Dave, if they didn't force us to spend $200-plus million on this unfunded mandate. That's why I said that my taxpayer protection plan, I would give 75% of it back in the form of a massive tax cut at the county level and then invest $50 million in our dilapidated infrastructure. That's real reform, but it's not happening at the state level. And I think they're the biggest hypocrites on planet Earth talking about tax cuts when they're shoving unfunded mandates, not just down Erie County's throats, but all of our towns and villages as well. All right, let's bring in one final call here. Frank, it's yours. Go ahead. It's a total shell game as far as I'm concerned. Stefan, out of that mandate of $290 million, how much of it was going to come back to Buffalo? Well, we, our ta- county tax bill would be zero. Zero for the last 10 years. It, we pay more in that Medicaid unfunded mandate for the last 10 years than we actually charge in county property taxes. If I had my druthers, I'd give 75% of it back in, it, in the form of a tax cut at the county level and then spend $50 million on roads and infrastructure because they're dilapidated and crumbling in Erie County. All right, one last one off our text line. The over 65 taxpayers will be losing double personal exemptions each. Will this new plan protect the elderly? What do you think? I think it all depends on what com- comes out of the Senate, what comes out of conference. And that's why I keep saying uh, it's very good to have the discussion Discussion. It's very good uh, for people to express their concerns. And now they can do so at the Senate side. They can still do so at the congressional side. And yes, there is a general concern about things like that when it comes to the elderly. It comes to the salt. I have those concerns, too. But I think we need to take a deep breath and at the end of the day, have an analysis when the process is finished and near completion to see exactly how it would impact taxpayers. So you say, let it vote. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Exactly. I mean, there's a reason why we haven't talked about real tax reform at the federal level in decades, because special interests don't want it to happen. The status quo wants higher taxes because uh, politicians, especially in Washington and Albany, they never met a dollar they didn't like to tax and spend. So I think it's a great great first step and a great start for taxpayers that we're talking about tax cuts and not increasing taxes on our overburdened families. Give me a prediction. I think we're going to, it's going to pass. I think some version is going to pass. Um, but look, we, we had the House passed a repeal of Obamacare and it died in the Senate. You never know what's going to happen in Washington. That's why I think it's important to let everyone take a deep breath and see what's going to happen in the process if it happens at all but i think it's going to chargers or bills oh got to go with the bills well yeah i can't go with the chargers but i do want to say cuz he's a politician folks he's yeah. not going to go with <laughs> but i do dave very briefly i do want to um, applaud my daughter mia Okay. She She's at Cleve Hill Elementary, and they actually went to a statewide student government. She has a bigger title than her dad. She won the race for governor of their statewide government conference. So Jay Menzi from Cleve Hill and Betty Haynes are the social studies teachers there. Uh, thank Cleve Hill District very much. My daughter, Mia, is the governor of New York State. 
Look at that. We have applause already. I don't know. Sounds like a precedent, Stefan. Uh, we've well, we've well, heard talk of your future. I think the county Republican committee ran the wrong Mahailu this year. They should have ran Mia. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for stopping by. This Thanks, was fun. Dave. This is great. Thank you very much. This was always fun. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 